0: All right, welcome back. Best hour of their day, listeners. John David Glaude. Is that how you go about it? Did I say your last name right? Correct, yes. It could be like Glaude. Is it French? Glaude or Glaude, yeah. Are you you French? Is that what that is? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I was thinking about it, though, as I was ready to introduce you and, you know, say your name, and I'm like, you are actually one of the people that I refer to by their Instagram handle a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. Did you get that a lot? Oh yeah, like when like if
1: I'm out and about and like people will just yell like obese oh, beast. Um and then I <laughs> I actually had a have had a couple of friends of mine like they don't do it on purpose but they'll shorten it, right? My Instagram name and they'll just call me obese. <laughs> <laughs> and they like they don't even think anything of it but it just started happening and I was like man if someone like was walking by they didn't know who I was they'd be like you're just calling that guy obese for no reason
0: Yeah that's that, like a, or uh it's like a super intelligent um uh, like dig too like back in the day yeah. you'd be like chubby fatty obese Yeah yeah <laughs> or uh, O2B is a is a popular one as well so Yeah just you know I was just thinking about it I was like I've never not just, I've only met you once in person, but spoken to you on your podcast. And then whenever I ever, so the media guy for Thunderbro is a huge fan of yours.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: today I was like, oh, I'm talking obese to beast. And that's what it made me think of it. Like, you know, <laughs> if, cause if you say Johnny, would have been like, who? Who? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think it's a, a mixture of the name one is very, it's very like, I, I don't know. I think it's kind of like memorable but it's it like sticks out like when you say it you know exactly like the, obviously this is someone that's weight right like it's like a very obvious thing and then it's mixed with my name is john which is the most common name of all time and so yeah. it's just easier to say the instagram name
0: yeah so in your instagram though you have underscores was obese to beast taken um i think yeah i think
1: that one was taken And then I was thinking, okay, I'll do obese to a beast. Like that was my first thought when I made the Instagram. Cause I've had the Instagram now for what was it like six years, five, five or six years, like from, for a very long time. And that I think, I think that was taken. And then I didn't, I don't think I even tried obese to beast without spaces, without the underscores, but I did it with the underscores, just because if I didn't, it looked like one big word that made no sense. So I think, I think that's what it was. Like I tried obese to a beast without underscores and that was taken. And then, so I added the underscores just because like, if, if I didn't, it looked like one big weird word that made no yeah, sense.
0: People would be like, oh, to, oh yeah, to, you know, getting all sorts of, you know, mixed pronunciations in there. Yeah. I mean, with your following now, I'm sure as soon as somebody starts typing obese, you're yeah. one of the first people to come up, so you had obese to beast, like you said for six years. At what point do you did you finally consider yourself a beast see that's that's a good question so the the whole
1: the whole like when I made the Instagram, it wasn't me saying i'm a beast. it was like this is my journey just and not even i I never thought that I would ever like get there, but it was like this is an Instagram because I started the Instagram as a journey, right like sharing. Cause I had lost most of my weight when I started it, but I, I still, I still had a little bit of weight to lose. And honestly, like I just made, I made the Instagram because I felt bad that I was posting so much weight loss stuff on my regular Instagram. And like my friends were just like, dude, we get it.
0: (laughs) So I was like, okay, (laughs) I'm just going to make an Instagram. Like,
1: yeah, if people want to follow for weight loss stuff, they can go here. Um but yeah like it, it's funny now because I'll have like people that I don't like to use the word haters but people that don't like me that much you're like you're not even a beast like you think you're a beast and all this stuff. and I'm like that that wasn't the point of it.
0: <laughs> Do you actually all. get haters? Oh yeah. Oh, Real yeah. like I think you just have to be um I you know I use the word famous but like you know in, a big enough influencer I should say like to like I can't imagine like knowing you and seeing your page how anyone would possibly come at you like you have to be a really like a messed up human being
1: like i don't want to
0: do we don't have to take this all into haters unless you want to talk about it but what's the worst what's the worst hater you've had don't use their name don't even give them any uh or her i should there's
1: like a There's different like sects of where they come from. So one of them is just people that don't like CrossFit, right? So they they'll see that I do CrossFit and then they're just like, because I used to I did bodybuilding before. Like when I lost my weight, I was doing like bodybuilding style training. I still do that. Well, right now I don't do that, but I still do that when the world is normal. Um, And so like that's where a lot of my content was kind of focused on when I first started like YouTube and stuff too. It was a lot of that stuff. And then when I switched over, like there was like residual people that were just like, I hate CrossFit. I will never like it, right? Um, So there's that person. But then there's also, this is actually something that I I talk quite a lot about on my channel is um, there's a, a group called Health at Every Size, who is, they're very, they don't like, it really is they don't like anyone that has lost weight. Because Health at Every Size is all about being like, you can, no matter what size you are, you can be healthy. And my whole thing, and what I talk about is like, when I was at my heaviest size, I, I wasn't healthy. I was, I was afraid to die every single day. Like, that's not an exaggeration. That's how I felt. But there's people that are really into that movement that he, even me saying what I just said right now, they would consider that as like mean and, and nasty and terrible. And so I, that's where most of like the haters come from for me is, is that group of people. But I would That's, say, I will say that for someone that has the amount of eyes that I have on me, I get a very minimal amount, which is nice.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, even the first group, it's like, okay, you, you don't delight like CrossFit, but at least admit that this shit worked and yeah. the dude's down, you know, a crazy amount of weight. I don't even want to open up this can of worms of what I'm thinking about this other group, but it sounds to me like a cop out and I don't, I don't want any yeah. haters coming at me, Yeah, but it's like. I get the idea that you could be healthy at 500 pounds, maybe mentally, but I I would argue it's very hard to say you're emotionally healthy and certainly not physically healthy. Cause most people that weigh that much and we'll talk a little bit about it are not doing it because they're emotionally stable. They're doing it as a, as a, they're filling some sort of void. So go ahead. Well, like I was going to say, like, I, I, I am
1: very empathetic to the, The movement, I would say most of their ideals and most of the things they believe in, I agree with Um, because I think the where they were formed was because the pendulum, like when Instagram first started and like people were starting to post fitness content, the pendulum had swung so far of like abs everywhere and you have to be shredded and you can't have any body fat on you and you have to look perfect all the time. Like there was this, this big company called like shreds that was like really big on Instagram back in the day. And everyone was just ripped all the time. And then so the pendulum was so far over here that then health at every size has kind of swung the other way. And like I said, for the most part, I believe that you can be healthy at most sizes, right? You don't, you can, you can have a, a, some body fat on you and be healthy. Absolutely. You can have a good amount of body fat on you and still be healthy. It's just for me, it's like, if you're going to say health at every size any size we need to look at the extremes of both sides and because like if you were to look at someone that you know is anorexic is dealing with an eating disorder no one looks at that person is like they're healthy it's very easy to be like oh they're unhealthy but they have a problem let's work on it you know what I mean my I feel the same way for someone that is really really overweight I don't I don't shame that person and like say oh they're a terrible person it's disgusting but it's like they have a problem let's figure it out but that's they don't believe that they think that you can be healthy literally at any size. And that's, that's where most of my haters come from. Cause I just, I can't agree with it. And I, I won't. <laughs> and I'll tell I'll, I talk about my experience being at a very large size. It was freaking scary. And I was 20 years old having all these crazy thoughts of like, this is the end, or I'm not going to live to see this day or like, just these crazy things. I'm like, I don't, I don't want people to get there period. Not because I think people that are there are bad people, but it's not a good place to be. At least for me, it wasn't. So I'm going to share that with people, and some people have a problem with that.
0: (laughs) But yeah, I can't imagine for anyone that's a good place to be. But you did bring up an interesting point, and maybe I'm just not in this circle, but when – or maybe it's because I'm very biased because I've worked with a lot of people that deal with anorexia or bulimia, and you're right. The general public tends to classify them as sick. Where when you look at someone that's four, five, 600 pounds, you almost like, and I don't say this, I, I'm going to say the word, but I don't mean it in a negative way, but it's almost like some disgust. Like, that's terrible. Like, that's a bad thing. And I mean, I'm in this space, so I don't look at it like that. And if I, I saw someone actually yesterday, I was telling my wife earlier, just walking in the park, probably pushing 500 pounds. And I was like, on one hand, happy they're out walking. And on the other hand, I'm like, you got to protect yourself right now. But, but all I wanted to do was help them. But I didn't, you know, approaching someone you don't know like that is tough. But it was just an interesting thought. Go, let me go back to something a little more lighthearted first. Okay. <laughs> are, you, are you a beast now?
1: Oh, man. I mean, I feel like it, no matter what I say, it's going to, I, I lose here. Because if I say no, it's like, it's just a humble brag. But if I say yes, it's like, this guy's full of himself. Yeah, I I'm will say I am failure. <laughs> i failure. am v- very very proud of where i am now and i like i'm not trying to turn this into inspirational thing but like i know that when i like let's go when i first started crossfit i've been doing crossfit for like three years now i think when i first walked into a crossfit gym i was afraid to do a 24 inch box jump literally terrified i saw muscle ring muscle ups and i i told myself i'll never be able to do those and that's totally fine I like I couldn't handstand walk couldn't even get in a handstand on the wall like all these things I can do all those things now so for me I'm very proud of the progress that I've I've made and I I think I'm a beast but I also think that like it's like um you've seen like the videos of like the fish that swims and eats this fish and then there's a huge fish that eats that one it's like (laughs) I'm the one in the middle that like the games athletes are like just these huge like I'm just nothing compared to that so that's kind of where I think I am.
0: Yeah, they're like a shark that accidentally got in one of those beta fish tanks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, but, but I, you know, from what I know of you, I would consider you a beast because, you know, we're living in this crazy day and age and everyone's putting up workouts, but you are one of the first workouts I go to because what I like about them is I, I like how you're reinforcing, hey, this is simple, but that's not a mm-hmm. problem. But also, you're one of the few people actually doing like, literally no equipment the only thing you have that I don't have is that pull-up bar which every time I see is an optical illusion I don't know if you're familiar with the artist (laughs) Escher if if you know this artist Escher (laughs) that's what it reminds me of like which way the first time you put it up I was like no joke is he doing handstand push-ups right there like it was a crazy thing so first of all do you live with other people yeah so I live with I live with my brother and his wife Okay, because I've seen some pictures where it's like fitness going down in in your living room. And I didn't – because I was like – if you had roommates, I was like, is he the annoying guy that's like working out all day? (laughs) (laughs) So luckily,
1: we all all do CrossFit. We all like really enjoy CrossFit. So they – I – so I'll do – I do two workouts a day just because for me, like with everything going on, that's what I was doing before. And I just really am trying to keep everything as similar as I can. And so I just – do my 9 a.m. workout in my living room, you know, and they're, they 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 are have an office upstairs that they're usually working in when I'm doing that workout, um, but they, they still work out here. They'll be in the living room. They'll be out in the little patio working out, so I'm not – I mean, I am a little annoying for sure, <laughs> but, like, it's not like they're like, why is he working out? Working out is stupid. Like, they very much still get it.
0: Yeah, I mean, you guys have your podcast together, so you're mm-hmm. involved in health and fitness – he he certainly understands it so let's talk about these at home workouts what equipment do you have at hand so what i have at home the
1: the most important thing is my little yoga mat thing that i have because i sweat so much
0: like yeah the the value of that house is going down significantly yeah it is everyone. i'm going
1: to i i told i told my brother and my sister-in-law that i'll i will shampoo the carpets when this is all done i'll pay for it don't worry um, but I that that's important, but then I have that little like just that pull up bar. I mean, for most people, you, you'll you put it in a door frame, but we just none of our door frames worked with it. So I literally like there's a there's a door frame right in front of it, and it's to our like it's not, I mean, it's technically like a laundry room, but it's this little tiny room. And so I turned around, and that's where the stairs are. And I was like, I like, put it up, and I was like, oh, that works.
0: Um, and, and no so mishaps, you've not, you've not fallen once.
1: Mm-mm. No, right. nothing. It's, you can't it's, it's on it though, it looks stable. Like,
0: like you're only yeah, really no, doing strict pull-ups, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I tried to do a uh, muscle-ups on, didn't work out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you um, have
1: that, you have your yoga mat. I have that yoga mat. And then I have, basically I have one kettlebell. It's a, I think it's a 52 pound kettlebell. I have a dumbbell. Um, and then we actually, um, one of our friends sent us a box uh, because my brother's birthday was, well, it's actually coming up in a couple days. And so he said, us, like a like a regular wooden box, twenty twenty four, um, and I think that's it. So pretty much just making things work with that.
0: And you're doing two workouts a day with that minimal equipment. How many how many days a week are you are you doing this?
1: <laughs> Most days, like yeah, Most, I would I mean, say I do two. Day, I do two workouts a day, probably at least six days a week.
0: Yeah, you know, and for those listening, thinking he's doing too much, a he probably is, but B, yeah. you know, it's when, when you're dealing with stress, if that's your way of de-stressing, I would say, go for it. And I've seen your workouts while some of them, you know, my favorite one you put out there was at 50, 40, 30, 20, 10, which is just a great staple, you know, and it's, uh, burpees, air squats, push uh, what was the sit-ups, sit-ups was it? Yeah. yeah. So I remember getting to those to those push ups, and I was like, "Oof!" Those that first round round of burpees, it was the, and then the second. Once I got through the forty burpees, I was like, "I can make it." Yeah. And I was, you know, and, and that's one of those workouts where I didn't really know your fitness level. Obviously, looking at you, you look very fit. So I'm like, the dude's probably fitter than me, just because I'm not very fit either. Like I'm, you know, <laughs> not that I'm not very fit, but I mean, compared to the best of the best, right? Yeah. And, and you know, and I was just trying to beat your time. I don't remember if I did or didn't, to be honest, but it was right around there. And I was like, okay, you know, I I did good. It was a good, I was like, okay, I did. Okay. So knowing you're hitting 12 to 14 workouts, what's your programming process? So I I will say, I, I forgot to mention this. A lot
1: of times when I'm doing like two workouts, I go on, I'll go on a run some days. So like, I would say at least Three to four of the days I go on a run, so I'm not doing a workout.
0: I'm I'm going on a run. Um, well, but, but still, you're moving. It's a workout, but yeah, not, not with this minimal equipment. So say yeah. Say you need to come up with still eight eight or so,
1: eight or so. So I mean, honestly, man, I'm not. I th- that's the reason I was actually kind of nervous about posting like what I'm doing because I don't think I'm a great programmer. I don't think I'm a great any like I just wanted I was going to be doing these workouts right like I had no choice and I was going to be doing stuff in my living room so I was like might as well film it and like give it to people that have no like for a lot of them I try and do zero equipment so like part of the way that I kind of program is I think who's who's actually going to be watching this right like if and I feel bad truly for the people that have literally nothing right so I try and make sure I make a couple at least a week that have zero equipment that it's like air squats like the one that that you were talking about you know what i mean? Yeah, and I zero noticed equipment. you do that
0: because the one piece of equipment you have that I, well now including the box is that pull-up bar so i do look for the ones you put up that have the same equipment and i'm like oh, i could change the pull-ups to rows if i wanted to but i like yeah. to kind of follow exactly what you do because i also appreciate the fact that you put your score and also you're kind of like what you thought of the workout after
1: yeah, yeah, I try and share kind of like, yeah, my thoughts. And so for me, it's interesting because I, my following, a lot of the people actually have never done actually, like they're doing CrossFit for the first time at home right now because they have no other option. Like they've never heard, like a lot of times I have to explain what an EMOM is every single time that I put it up there because people are like, I don't know, what do, what do you mean imam I don't understand what
0: that means. So let know? me, and while so, you bring up the EMOM, that was one of the questions I wanted to ask you. Actually, but let me ask you, I'm going to, this is how my brain works. So just follow along. No, it's fine. It's it's perfect. You, um, you mentioned these people that are watching you and you said you're following. If you had to take a rough stab at it, how many people do you think you've impacted in a positive way? Whether it's, they started CrossFit, went outside their house for a walk, you know, changed their nutrition just because you shared your story. And I see you kind of smiling why As I ask you that? So either you thought about this or you're proud of it. And it should make you proud. Like you smile in a way that you're like, Wow, like yeah. I am like people want to bash influencers and blah blah blah, but like you're actually doing something really positive for the world. Yeah. Uh well there, I smile because I I don't ever really think of it
1: like that, but it's it is a good question. I I mean I would say it's in the it's in the hundreds of thousands
0: of people. Like That's crazy, that, dude. Like yeah. stop and think about that. Like, yeah. that's really like awesome. Like you, you should, mm-hmm. you know, if if you don't think about it, you know, more power to you. But someone needs yeah. to remind <laughs> you. That's how cool. Because I think about the twelve people I've influenced every single day. I text <laughs> them. I'm like, remember, I influenced you. You know. <laughs> so do, do
1: you do you have any money or anything? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Remember when
0: I influenced you 13 years ago? About five bucks. Um, yeah. So my my question when you brought up imams though was I'm always interested to hear you know I think the best imam programmer is uh Pat Sherwood CrossFit Lynchman Mm -hmm. oh yeah he's and I I see you give him shout outs every so often but when you program an imam what goes through your mind as far as what should be done in that minute Mm
1: -hmm. yeah so when I usually when I program an imam, a lot of times it'll be movements that I've done in EMOM. so I kind of know my capacity in it, right? So if it's like um, push ups, normally I'll do like 15 in that minute because for me, when I think of that, I want to do it unbroken, right? Like that's what's going through my head is I want to do the 15 unbroken, and then I'm going to have a good amount of rest in that, the rest of the minute, and then um, so I just try and make sure, like my, my thing is I try and make sure I have like 30 seconds of rest at the start of this EMOM, say if it's a 20 minute EMOM. So at the first 10 minutes, I should be getting at least 30 seconds of rest. And then once I start getting through the EMOM and I get to the later rounds, if I'm only getting 20 seconds of rest, that's fine. But I never want to get to a point where I'm like five seconds of rest. Like even if it's towards the very end, like I don't, I don't want to be there. So one that I, I got from Pat was the 10 minute burpee Imam right? 10 burpees every minute for 10 minutes or t- for 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah. And, and you so did I did 12 on that one. Yeah. So I did the 10 first. The, that was like the first day that I was at home. I was like, I just want to do this, see how it felt. And I mean, it sucked, but I was like, I could definitely do more. Like I, I was, I, I could tell. So then I, I I bumped it up to 12 and that was like perfect, you know? And so I just like the way that I program it is I just try and make sure usually if I'm doing an EMOM, the one thing I want to make sure is that I'm doing the movements unbroken. Like that's my goal for any EMOM that I do. Um, just so it's like intense rest. It's not like five push push-ups sitting there, five push push-ups sitting there. And then I only get a rest for five seconds until the next movement. Um, and then if it has like, and that's, I mean, most of the EMOMs i have been programming have been like body weight stuff. So it's usually it's like a, a high rep count, you know what I mean? Um, but then you, if it's like something
0: are you are you trying to ratchet that up though while you're home? Yeah. So are you thinking to yourself, hey, my goal is to do 13 next time or to bump up yeah. the yeah. goblet squats?
1: So that's something I've been I've been like been picking and choosing the things that I'm going to try and I guess you could call it progress like work on progressive overload with. So there's like certain things I'm not focusing on as much like goblet squats. I'm not thinking like, okay, normally I do 15. So I'll do 16. Um, Which I mean, easily I could, and maybe I should, you know, but like for me, the things that I've been kind of focusing on is honestly push-ups. Like at first it was, I was almost always doing 10. So now I'm trying to do 15. And then I think I might mess around and see how like what I can do if, if I can do like 20 or maybe I might have to do like 17. But then the big one for me has been pull-ups. So like, Strict pull-ups, I've always struggled with. Like, I mean, when I was heavier, I literally couldn't hang from the bar. So, like, pull-ups for me are going to be that movement that I'm always like, I can't believe I can do them. Like, they're super cool. But I've always done like, usually when I was starting, it was like I would do five pull-ups in the minute. But a lot of times it would be like I had to do three, get off the bar, and then do two. And so then it was five. I was doing five unbroken. And so now I've actually started messing with doing six. And I think I'm going to do six for a while. And so like, that's the one that I've really been focusing on because I've I i I've never been good at strict pull-ups and I would love to be good at them. It's just, I weigh 210 pounds. And so it's like, it's hard. <laughs> and then, like, with pull-ups, it's interesting because like some days I'm like, oh, these feel great. I can do sets of 10. And then other days I do three and I'm like, what's going on? <laughs>
0: well, you know, out of, I, I mean, for, for the most part, we're talking, more strict movements when we're at home. But even with a push up, there's a little bit of wiggle room where, with a strict pull up, you're like, especially when you're concerned with falling, I'm sure it's even more, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're super strict. When, when I think about imams, if I'm briefing a class, I always like to tell them a good imam feels like the first few rounds, you're like, I can do this forever. Then in the middle, you're like, all right, this is spicy. And then like towards the end, you're like, I never want to do this again. Yeah. You know, and and that's really what it run through that mindset. That's
1: exactly how I feel. And like, that's what I was trying to explain. Cause like I said, a lot of the people that follow me, I think it's really cool that they don't, they don't do CrossFit, but I'm almost tricking them into doing it right now because they, they want to do the workouts. So like, I've been trying to explain, like the, the start of the EMOM should feel really easy. Like if you, if you do the first minute and you're like, Oh no, that was hard. You need to scale back the reps or whatever it might be. Like, but like exactly what you said, like, I think I heard you explain it in one of your Instagram posts. It's like the first part, super easy, but then the middle, like, and then like, in the very middle, it starts to get hard, but then you get like to say it's a 20 minute EMOM, you're at minute, you know, between minute 10 and like 17. It's like, this sucks. Yeah. But then you get to the last like three, two or three minutes and you're, you see the light at the end of the tunnel and you're like, oh, I mean, this sucks, but I'm almost done anyway. So might as well finish. That's exactly how I like. If I if if the imam was good, that's how I'll feel.
0: Yeah, I always try to get to the point where, like, depending on how many movements, but say it's like, say you're doing three movements for five rounds, so 15 minutes. I'm always in my mind like the fourth round is really the last round, because Mm -hmm. the fifth round, you it's like even if you take 55 seconds, like you're saying you're on to the next. Uh, So one one other thing Sherwood said, he said a lot of times people program imams because they don't actually want to work out hard.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So what do you think about that? Do you think you're doing it because you're influencing people? You think you're doing it because I'm telling, like I'm struggling with motivation right now. And that's why, that's part of why I like looking at your page because like, it at least gives me a time to shoot for. Um, mm-hmm. So is it because of that or is it because you're truly using it as a way to, you know, improve your performance when we do head back to the box?
1: Yeah, I think for me, I, I I'm not sure. I think it was. I think I've heard Jason Khalipa talk about imams. It might and have been. He I might have misquoted.
0: Actually, it might have been Kalipa that said that. Yeah,
1: but he he basically says something along the lines of like it's. I've always. He says something along the lines of like it's good training when you're alone, because like you when you're at the gym with other people and it's a. An AMRAP for 15 minutes. You can see where they are in the workout, right? And you're like, okay, and Steve is here, and I I know I'm usually I can usually beat him, so I need to go for it. But with EMOMs, if you're alone, if if you're so if you're alone and you're doing an AMRAP, and you're just like, oh, I'm kind of kind of tired now. I think I'm gonna take a little bit of rest. There's no one around that's gonna be like, dude, come on, let's go. But like an EMOM, if you if you did say so just as simple as possible, right? 12 12 burpees a minute. If you did that for the first five minutes, like you should be, you can do it. It's it's just a matter of, are you going to push yourself or not? And so like, that's kind of what, it just helps me push myself when I'm at home. Um, and so I think that's that's the main reason is like, I don't, I, I, I really don't struggle too much with like motivation. Um, like when I'm in the middle of a workout, but like when it, when it comes to starting a workout, yeah, like it's an EMOM is nice because it's, it almost like it eases you into it because it's like we said, we were already talking about it. Like yeah, at the start, it's really easy and you're like, oh, this isn't too bad. And then once, <laughs> once you're in the thick of it and it's really hard, you're like, well, I'm already doing this, so I might as well finish. And so like, I think that's kind of what's going through my head when I'm like, okay, I'll do an EMOM. Um, and honestly, like it's, this might sound bad, but sometimes it's just laziness. Like, it's like an Imam is easy to easy. It's like, okay, I want to work out for 30 minutes. Okay. Let's pick three movements to do for 10 times. There we go. Instead of like thinking about a bunch of fancy stuff, which is fine if people want to do that. But most of the time I'm like, I don't want to do that. So I'm just going to keep it at like I did yesterday. I posted like a super simple one. It was like five pull-ups, um, 15 ups, 15 goblet squats. Like it was, it really wasn't that hard of a workout. Like I kind of programmed it because I was like pretty tired and I was like, I just want to move for a while. Um, And so that was nice. Like it was, it was a good little kind of like 30 minute just mover. Um, But yeah, I'm rambling now.
0: (laughs) No, I, I, cause as you're saying that, I totally agree with you. I really agree with what Kalipa said. I've never heard him say that, but I like that idea. And it's for the same reasons, what you're, what you're suggesting. And I agree with you. For me, especially right now, if you can get me out of breath with my heart rate up and and endorphins, I can go with it. But getting me from zero to there right now is a struggle. And I was just telling Roz, my wife, you know, about a workout that I want to do this afternoon. So tell me what you think about this. And I don't know how many, I have three different kettlebells, so I can do a slightly different workout. But um, 20-minute AMRAP, 30 kettlebell swings at 35. 30 sit-ups 30 air squats so basically that first round is a Mm warm-up and then i was going to go 20 kettlebell swings at 55 20 weighted sit-ups 20 weighted squats with whatever weight you had and then and then 10 heavier swings because i have a 70 10 uh uh, 10 second l-sit and then a 10 second of even heavier uh front squat or maybe an overhead squat but point is by the time you're in those rounds of 10 at that heavy weight, you're already in the thick of it. And I like that idea. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's just about getting started, which is again, a reason I enjoy those imams And then even your body weight ones, I'm like, all right, let's I probably walked in the room and did my first burpee. You know, when I, when I got at the same time I started the clock, it's just, I'm struggling to warm up. And I think a lot of people. Yeah, are. Well,
1: that's exactly what I was going to say is honestly, a part of it too is I at home, I'm really bad at warming up. Like I'll do a couple of my stretches that I kind of do before any workout, which is like a couch stretch for two minutes on each leg and stuff. But then I'm like, all right, well, uh, I'll sit and I'll like get it, get in a goblet squat and sit in the bottom of a squat for a while just to stretch out my hips and everything and my ankles. And then I'm like, I'm just going to start now. <laughs> like, yeah. So like for me emoms are good because it's like the first 2 minutes it's like it's a warm
0: up. <laughs> yeah, then if you feel good after feel free to you know throw in something more and and like you I think you're kind of finding like two times a week with good intensity is about yeah. what I can handle right now. I'm mm-hmm. I'm personally doing a lot more yoga than I was doing so my body's I'm just like let's take this time and start some new things. So I want to let me take a quick turn. I don't want to come at you at a complete 180. But you made me think of something, and it this might be a little personal, so I don't want to like stir up anything. But so feel free to just pass on this question. All right, you're you're telling me just how much you're working out, and I've worked with a lot of people over the years. So my mind kind of went to when someone loses weight, it's Mm -hmm. very easy for them to like start to overdo exercise. And I had a really good friend who got really sick, and I don't. I'm not saying that's what's going on, but how much of it when you work out is because of your mindset of, of being someone that's lost so much weight or is it de-stressing or is it truly chasing performance? So,
1: I mean, I have always said that I think, I think most people are addicted to something. That's just like my thought. And I think I'm definitely addicted to to exercise. And I think that like a, Addiction is interesting because it when we hear that we just automatically assume negative. Um and like they're they're absolutely like you said, your friend, there's a there can be negatives to it if you overdo it. I personally I think if everyone has their own opinion on how much you should exercise. You know, we see games athletes that are exercising much more than I do.
0: Yeah, um, and for the and record, like, absolutely. You're not yeah from an outside perspective. It doesn't appear, you know, my, I should make it clear, the, my friend that did that also, like you, lost a tremendous amount of weight, but he did some of it unhealthy, and then also he got to the point where he also wasn't eating, so it wasn't mm-hmm. just over-exercising, but it was also under-fueling and under-nourishing, but yeah, yeah, and I don't think you're doing too much by any means, I should be clear about that.
1: Yeah. But like for me, I I am, I'm not at all afraid to say that I definitely like, I don't ever, I don't recommend people do what I do. That's why like people will ask like, what do you do exactly in a week? And I don't like to answer that question because one, I don't want someone to feel like they need to do that much because it's not necessary for me. It really is like chasing performance, but not because I want to compete really anywhere, but just because I like for myself, like I, I've always said like, I want to have the craziest transformation ever you know, and like, just for personal reasons, like, just because I
0: think it would be cool. Do
1: you and think you have that? For, like,
0: what, what can you possibly do to get there?
1: I think, like, improve and perform, improve my performance, like,
0: So let craziest transformation, not just from an aesthetics perspective, but like, be on the top of the podium at the CrossFit Games perspective. That yeah, would be, I, mean,
1: I got it. That, that would like, be insane.
0: I give you But like
1: vote. some someone that I look at Better that I think Jared. is yeah, yeah. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> someone someone that I look at that I think is really cool is uh Travis Williams. Like he used to be pretty yeah. overweight and he's competed at games many many times but and he I not that at, at your level.
0: Cool. Yeah, you know. He wasn't and He was also athletic during that period of time, right? Yeah. Where they, you went from almost a sedentary lifestyle. So I think you oh, they, Okay, yeah. so I, I think you nailed it. You have to win the CrossFit Games. What year do you yeah. think? <laughs> yeah. you know? So so going back to your, and, and, and when, as you were saying this, I'm like, you know what? I'm addicted to exercise too. Like, I don't think, yeah. you, I, th- I think most people that listen to this are. And when I say that, what I mean is, if you said, hey, Jay, today you get to just get high and watch The Office all day, I'd be like, check, I'm in. But the, uh-huh. tomorrow I'd be like, I can't do that again. I'd be like, I have yeah. to move, yeah. you know? So, I think so for part me, of it's, me it's a mix of everything, man. Like
1: everything that you kind of brought up, like I definitely, I enjoy it more than anything else. And I, it's honestly, for a while, it took me a while to admit that because it sounds so lame that exercise is the thing that I enjoy more than almost anything, but it's just true. You know what I mean? It makes me feel good. And like, for me, it's truly has become just part of my routine. And so it, like now i think people think it's almost more weird now because i'm doing it in my living room but it's like i was doing this anyways like i was working out two times a day um like i would go to crossfit in the morning and then i would do like my bodybuilding workout at night and which so box do you go to, typically i go to uh crossfit dark side in el Cajon california okay. and uh so like for me it's it it really so one it's i enjoy it like i really do like doing it um two at least as far as before this was all going on, it was my, cause I, I work from home. I make YouTube videos. I'm I'm alone unless I'm at the gym basically. So it was like my chance to talk to people. Um, and so I think that's a big part of why I'm like posting these workouts because like it's my chance to have some sort of social, interact, act, social interaction through exercise, you know? Um, and then like it, I mean, it definitely, I don't under eat. <laughs> I eat like four thousand calories a day. I eat a lot of food, so it's like i don't I don't feel like I need to a lot of people and some something that I truly don't like and that some people feel different differently about this than I do, but like when people say you have to earn your donut, earn your this, earn your that, I hate that because that's not why I work out. like it's not like i I eat relatively healthy just because it makes me feel good. Like, so I don't work out cause I want to earn a donut or earn these things. Cause I really think that that can be a very, very unhealthy. It can, it can turn very unhealthy. Like you only work, you like do these insane workouts so you can eat three donuts. It's just, I don't, I don't like that mindset. And so I don't think that I really do that, but I do like eating a lot of food and working out makes that possible. So, I mean, it's an added bonus for sure um and then honestly like for me the stress relief 100 percent, like especially right now like people are like oh, you're working out so much how are you doing at home it's like dude i don't have anything else to do so i don't mind doing it you know <laughs> like and so it's kind of like i said it's a mixture of all of those things but i'm not afraid to admit that if someone wanted to call me an exercise addict i would be like eh, it's you're right <laughs> yeah I'm not and i agree with you. you there
0: one of the first things you said is like everyone's addicted to stuff and you know, owning three affiliates over the years, I had a lot of people that went through like a 12 step program for alcohol or drugs. And I know they were changing one addiction for the other, you know, alcohol for CrossFit. And it was okay. Like, yeah, like, at some point, you know, it's, it's goes back to kind of what we talked about, with those people that are like healthy at any size, like, at some point, you, you need to reevaluate, like, and say, Okay, well, even though I'm still addicted to something, is it healthier? Like, even though you know, I, I've lost weight. I'm healthier than where I was. I've got a, so many questions. Let me ask you, you know, something you brought up about eating, though, is as you when you started losing weight, you probably thought about a food or two that you're like, I need to cut this shit out, like no more of this. What's one of those foods you cut out, but then since you've become a beast, you've now ate again?
1: Ooh, I would say... I would say just more like snacky type stuff, like chips and stuff like that, because i i I had to cut that stuff out like right away, so like the the first thing I did when I started losing weight is I've called it like the common sense diet, so I cut out um or there's actually another thing that I can bring up too, but I cut out uh soda, which for me was I drank over a two liter of soda every day, normal calorie full calorie soda were you, um, were you a gamer or something? No, I just was fat. <laughs> I right. guess <laughs> like, <it was> just, <laughs> I, uh, I watched a lot of Netflix, you know, towards the end when Netflix was out. Um, but I, yeah, so I wa- I drank a lot of soda. I ate a lot of fast food and ate a lot of junk food. Like I would, I would walk to seven 11, you know, at least I walked, but, and this was just like a snack. I would get a double gulp, which is a two liter of soda basically. And I would get a few chips and like maybe one of their little hot food things. And that wasn't in my head. I'm not eating a meal. I'm just having a snack. And that's like it, over I can a just thousand calories.
0: tell you, like, you, I don't think you appreciate, on my end, how crazy this sounds coming out of your mouth, knowing <laughs> who you are now. Like, yeah. it's like you're talking about a different human being.
1: Then that, that's how it feels. And that's how it feels now. And that's like a, a really big thing, I think, for me that has been a huge, because like for me, what I'm most proud of now is the fact that I kept the weight off for seven years, right? Like, yeah, losing weight I is don't,
0: impressive, but most
1: people will gain it back. Exactly. And I I think a lot of people that have lost weight, they, they live their lives uh, chained to their former selves. So they have like this, they basically their former self is like this weight that they carry around still that is always there, that they're always afraid is going to come back. It's like staring at them, just waiting, right? Waiting for them to slip up. For me, I don't, I've I've left it I, I was able to cut the chain I was able to get the key and you know get the shackles off me if you want to say it like that like I don't at all feel like that person so that's why it probably feels like that because I think that's subconsciously how I how I think of it you know like that person I was when I was 20 years old I don't understand how he did the things he did and got to the size that he did and like another thing is I don't even know what I looked like when I was that big. Like as far as like, like naked. Cause I wouldn't look in the mirror. I wouldn't look like when I showered, I didn't look down. Like I would just, I didn't like to look at my body. And then when I would like get out of the shower, I would like literally on the mirror, just, just do this like a little bit so I could see my face in the reflection of the mirror, make sure nothing crazy is going on there. And then I would, I would literally like, dry off I would I would put on my clothes in in the bathroom and then that would be it so like it really it really does feel like a different person but the one the one thing I, I got sidetracked But the one thing I also will will have every once in a while is like fast food but I I usually make like the choices I make like I won't go somewhere normally and like get some crazy thing but like if I want like french fries or something like that french fries are my favorite food in the world so if there's like something that has a side of fries or you could get fruit i'll usually just get the side of fries <laughs> like because yeah, yeah now my choice w- w- i know right like now with i don't want to sound like i'm I'm bragging but like the amount of muscle that i have the amount of activity that i have like i i have a lot of calories that i need to eat in a day anyways so it, it doesn't take up as much of my daily calories to have some fries but when i was losing weight it was I mean, there was a time where you, you were talking about your friend that had a, ended up kind of having like some sort of disorder. I struggled for a while when I was losing weight, struggled with binge eating because it went from, for me, food went from being like everything. It was like the thing that made me like, if I was sad, if I was mad, if I was happy, food was what I would turn to, to then when I was losing weight, I'd made food the enemy. So I was afraid, I was afraid to eat food. I was always afraid to eat. And so like the, like, I remember there was a time when I was losing weight that if I ever felt full, I was mad at myself because I was like, you gave in, you, you didn't, you know? And so there was a time when I was struggling with binging, like I would eat, you know, 700 to a thousand calories a day for like three or four days. But then I would binge on like 6,000, 7,000 calories in a night because I just couldn't handle it anymore. Um, So I've, I mean, I've been through all of those things and I remember when like, I kind of mentioned it earlier, like, I have no fear that I'll ever go back to where I was before. Like, there's just, I, I can say that with 100% confidence, that'll never happen. But when I was really struggling with binge eating, I was terrified that I was going to slip back. Like, I was definitely still chained to my former self at that point. And I think that the thing with weight loss, and we, you hear a lot of people talk about how, um, how many people fail, right? Like, losing weight is easy. It, it really is pretty easy. You know, we've seen, we've all seen the biggest Loser like it's, it's a thing that you can do, but you, most of the time it's very unhealthy how people do it. And it's about finding a lifestyle and finding a way of eating that you can sustain for a long time. And I mean, weight loss is, I don't want it to be like, it's super easy. Anyone can do it. It's hard, but it's, it's a very simple process, you know, calories, yeah, in, calories out. Um, and so that doesn't like If you want to lose a massive amount of weight and you do it in an unhealthy way, I'm not recommending anyone do this, but like you can lose a ridiculous amount of weight in a year, 100%. But then look at that person in three years. Like, how are they doing? That's a real test of if they've been able to really change their life or if they just, you know, kind of put their, you know, face to the grindstone for a while and just really just like, didn't look at food for a year because then they start to look up and they look at food and they're not in a healthy spot. And then they're just, all the weight comes right back. On.
0: Yeah. It's like, anyone can stay motivated for a short period. It's like why those 30 day challenges work, you yeah. know, and you, you call it a common sense diet, but not for everyone. It's not common sense, right? For you, for mm-hmm. 20 years, it wasn't, what was that moment? Like, what was the day where you're like, this is, I'm done.
1: So there was actually like a, a thing that kind of led up to this, like what I, I call it, the click moment. So I was invited to a, one of my best friend's wedding. And he. so I live in San Diego, California. The wedding was in Utah. We drove. And so, but before we had to go, we obviously had to find clothes for the wedding. I was, at this time, I was wearing a size 56 inch waist, um, shorts, pants, a size 5XL shirt. And so that like shopping for it was annoying and just very like it was embarrassing because I went with my friend to help he like helped me so that was embarrassing but then we we drove all the way up to Utah and this whole drive like I hadn't drinking any water I was eating garbage food the whole time and I remember and now (laughs) I always have to give a little bit of backstory because it's important but like at this time at 20 years old I was literally afraid to be alone at any time because I was really afraid that I was going to have a heart attack and it was going to be like, there would be no one there to help me. Like I, I was terrified of that. Like that was a real fair fear that I had. So we drive up to Utah, all of that stuff, you know, I'm not drinking any water, eating a bunch of crap food. I go to get out of the car and I just get super lightheaded and like, I have to like, I fall back onto the car. And that freaked me out. Like I'm, I don't know if you know anything about Enneagram stuff, but I'm a type six, which is basically someone that just worries about stuff. And that's, I was freaked the whole time we were in Utah. I was like, I'm, this is it, this is it, I'm dying. Um, In reality, it really, it wasn't anything, but I was so scared, right? And now we, nothing, nothing happened at the wedding. We drive back, everything's fine. Then we see the pictures from the wedding. And I remember thinking, I remember when I got the clothes, I was like, oh, these are fresh. Like I'm gonna look good at the wedding. And then I see the pictures and it's actually, um, I use one of the, uh, the photos is like the background of my phone and that's from that wedding. Yeah. That's from that wedding. And I was, I was like, I don't want to look at those pictures. Like, I was just like, I don't, I don't want to look at those. But so that I tell that story that wasn't when I started, but it, it happened right before and it was really i think that was a big part of why i decided to change so fast forward i think it was like only a couple weeks after the wedding i was actually sitting in my room this is pretty much all i did at this point and i was watching netflix and they had miami Inc. at the time so it's like you know what miami's right I, yeah. so it's a show where they they go into it there's it's, it's a it's about a tattoo shop and they're giving people tattoos Basically, they tell stories about the tattoos. So a guy came in that had lost a lot of weight and he was getting like a cheeseburger tattoo to commemorate because he'd lost a lot of weight. And he was getting a cheeseburger tattoo because he's like, I don't eat these anymore, but they were my favorite food when I was bigger, blah, blah, blah. And they were like doing the tattoo. And they, of course, they asked him, oh, how'd you lose the weight? Why'd you decide to lose the weight? Now, the thing, I, I wish I could remember exactly what he said, but I, I don't remember exactly. But it was something along the lines of, it was a, he, he, ma- he was making choices. Like he said something about choices and it just like, for me, it was right there that night. And that night I was literally eating a double entree plate of orange chicken and chow mein from Panda Express with a large drink and their drinks are humongous. I was eating that watching this and I heard him say that. And I was like, I'm going to change tomorrow. Cause I need to finish this food. <laughs> like, and so and I finished the it? food. Yeah, yeah. I woke up the next day, man. And I remember, I truly felt like there was a weight lifted off my shoulder. It was like, I felt like I'm going to do this. Like it wasn't, oh, I'm going to try. I felt like this is it. So I went, I remember I woke up the next day. I went and I got a haircut. I bought some water at the store and I bought sandwich stuff because I I didn't know how to eat healthy, but I was like, sandwiches are better than what I was eating before. Because like a a little bit more about what I would eat, like a, a normal order for me at McDonald's was two McDoubles, two McChickens, a large fry and a large drink.
0: And sometimes Holy. I'll get chicken nuggets on the side. So you're talking four sandwiches, a large yeah. fry, and honestly, the drink is the worst part. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, as far as calorically dense goes, wow. That's- Liqu- liquid calories,
1: man, are the are the devil for people that are – like really large people, usually liquid
0: calories are an issue for people that are really, really big. Right. It's hard just- to, like, eat to get to that big. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not impossible, but it's a- – like, just physically consuming seven or 8,000 calories yeah. in food it takes is a lo- It would take
1: a long time. It would be a lot yeah. of chewing.
0: <laughs> so, you go to sandwiches. and I mean, but that was it. No looking back. Yeah, it was, it was no looking back from there. And, like, I, that's where I implemented, like,
1: the common sense diet. Like, I was like, okay, I'm not going to drink soda anymore. I'm not going to eat fast food. I'm not going to eat junk food. And for me, I mean, that's mo- mainly what I ate. So, I kind of overhauled my whole diet by just cutting out things that I was like, I – I know that I shouldn't be eating this stuff. Like I knew it, even though I knew nothing about nutrition. I was like, if I want to lose weight, these things are, I probably should avoid. And so I just kind of started making sandwiches. I started like eating oatmeal, like doing like the whole chicken salad thing. Just like trying literally the most basic diet. And it was, and I think that this is a story a lot of people have. It was really healthy at the start. It was very, it was very innocent too. Like I was like, I'm just trying to. You know, and then, but then it, it divulged into being very unhealthy and being very like scary, you know, like it, luckily I was able to get a hold of it before it got really bad. But like there was a, there was a time when I was losing weight where it was just normal. Anytime I got up from a seated position, I was like, whoa, okay. Like my head would start spinning and i would need a second to get my bearings. And then I would move on with my day. And it just be like, that was just a normal thing, you know, because I wasn't eating enough. And
0: I think part of that
1: is, oh, sorry, go ahead. You tell me. Well, I was gonna say like, I, I knew at that time what I was doing was unhealthy. Like I knew it, but it was like, in my head, I was like, I just need to lose the weight. And that's the mindset. I, whenever I tell this story, I'm like, don't do what I did. I am, I don't understand how I was able to go through that, well, I do understand it, but like if someone were to tell me that that's what they were doing and they were losing weight in my head, I would think they're going to gain the weight back like i the 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 habits that I was forming shouldn't have led me to gaining my weight back. I truly believe that it was just a, like I just had a lot of things that worked out really well for me. All the steps kind of fell in place to where I didn't fall back into really bad habits but i was I was one decision away from slipping back you know and so i just i've gotten very lucky I mean, I've, I've put in a lot of work but i i don't think that it's all work i think there was some luck just in how things happened in my life that made it so i didn't gain the weight back as well
0: yeah i was as you're saying i'm thinking it's like you see that at first it's like a trickly probably a couple of pounds then all of a sudden you step in the scale when you're that big it's like 10 pounds and you're like wow i could do this faster and then all your friends and family are giving you compliments. Yep. So you're like, I don't want to let them down. I want to get to this end goal. So w- w- when you say like, you know, what you did right, what what are like one or two of those things that, whether you credit it to luck or something else that went well for you, if someone is listening to this maybe and they're thinking about this, they're going to turn this their friend on to this. What's what are one or two of those things?
1: So one of the things was I was actually, so I was, I wasn't going to the gym at all when I was doing this, when I was losing, when I lost a good amount of weight, I, I wasn't going to the gym. And so it was all through just nutrition, which was a good thing at the start. Cause it made me realize how much more important your diet is to losing weight than like trying to exercise the calories away basically. But I was actually kind of thinking about joining the military. And I knew that if you want to join, they have some sort of physical test. So I was like, I need to be able to do pushups and sit-ups and pull-ups. And so I was like, okay, well, I need to start working out. And so for me, the start, like when I started working out, I was just naturally hungrier. So I kind of started eating a little bit more. Now that didn't completely fix everything. I was still definitely binging, but it slowly, it, it, it got let. it was much less intense because it was really intense for a while. But then I started just naturally, because I'm a curious guy, and so like I like to do my own research on things. So once I started lifting, I was like, well, I want to watch videos because I feel stupid in the gym. I don't know what I'm doing, so I'll watch videos so I know what I should be doing in the gym. But then I found this whole community on YouTube where people are just you know, fitness vloggers and stuff. This was way back in the day. None of It wasn't any CrossFit-related stuff, but it was like, oh, there's people that are interested in this. So then I just felt like I was kind of part of the community and that just like getting more into understanding. Then I started like, Oh, what are these things that people are talking about? What are macros? So I learned about that. And like, so I just like, like I said, it was, it was luck that I um, fell into that, but then I really leaned into it and I was like, okay, for a long time with the weight loss, it was like, I'm just going to do what I think is right and hope it works. But then I was like, let me try and learn about what is right and then implement that into my life. And that was a big, big turning point. Instead of just kind of like crossing my fingers and hoping it would work, it was like, well, let's find out what is a TDEE? What is that? What's BMR? What's, what's all this stuff that like, when you don't know what it is, it sounds super scary, but then once you learn about it, you're like, it's like so simple. And like, like that for me, the knowledge, game changer. Absolute game changer.
0: What was dating like back then? It didn't happen. (laughs) So what was that like? What was it it like? I mean, dude, it was frustrating, man. Well, I mean, you get, I mean, when you're that big, you're just, are you just resigned to the fact that like women are not going to date me? Yeah. I was just like, all right, well,
1: no, I, and I see that's, this is a question I get a lot about is like, are you upset that, this makes me sound kind of like douchey, I guess, but like, are you upset that like more girls are attracted to you now um, than they were no. before? Or like, I'm not a, people I'm were, like, no, not at all. <laughs> yeah. I, wish, I people, wish more were. <laughs> people will ask me like, does it upset you if a girl that wasn't attracted to you when you were larger is now? And I'm like, no, no, because like that, that person, I wouldn't be attracted to, you know? Like that, when you're as big as I was, it, it, as terrible as people might think it is, you can see that person and you can learn a little bit about who they are and what they value just by looking at them. And like that's the thing about obesity is like it's this it's this horrible thing that a lot of people deal with. But for most people, myself included, it was a byproduct of my interests and my basically what I put my time into, which was watching Netflix and eating food. You know, and, like, there's a lot of people that would not have wanted to do that with me, just like I wouldn't want to do that with a girl, right? Like, if, like, I get the question, like, oh, would you ever date a girl that doesn't work out? And I'm, like, no, not because I feel like she needs to be jacked for me to like her, but it's, like, if you don't like working out and don't see the value in it, you, like, you're talking about my roommates, you're going to be that person, like, you work out too much, Baba, and I'm going to be, like, I can't deal with this. Like, you need to understand why I like doing this, you know?
0: And so... And I mean, this is completely maybe a little extreme. It's like being like, Hey, would you date this girl, but she's racist? And you'd be like, Yeah, no, because like yeah. I'm not like like because we have I know we have nothing in common if mm-hmm. she has this one flaw, you know. Well, it's just be- like even even a
1: less extreme is like, I if I were to stay, I would never date a smoker. Most people would be like I understand that. Like you don't smoke. Why would you want to date a smoker? But it's like it's that's how I feel about if someone doesn't like working out and I'm I'm not saying you have to do CrossFit. I'm not saying you have to exactly love working out that I do, but like if I I couldn't date someone that doesn't appreciate their body enough to want to move it, right? And like like you need to like I think moving and working out, CrossFit, bodybuilding, whatever you want to do, rowing, biking, hiking, it's it's a respect for your body. You know, it's a respect for this body that we have, and if I couldn't be with someone that doesn't have that respect for their body, like it just it just wouldn't work out.
0: And I've I've met you know quite a few people that are overweight or obese over the years as part of CrossFit seminar staff, and I've become friendly with many of them. And to your point, they have so many similar personality traits and characteristics, and I think one thing that separates you from them is. What, going back to what you said, you cut that chain. And I think that's a really good point if people are listening. It's like, until you've cut that, they're, they're the same. And they're literally like dealing with the same exact human beings. And I, I can't think of any other people that I would say that about, but it's like, when you get to be five or 600 pounds like these people were, there's a lot of stuff that's going on inside. It's not just about what we're seeing on the outside. But take me to your first date. My first day ever? Well, your first date when you've begun or whatever that is, like you're 20 years old and you're like women, it's just not happening. You're inside. You're not meeting girls, watching Netflix. Who was the first girl you met? How? Give me like, I want to know what that was like. So it's actually a funny
1: story um i met my my first ever girlfriend i actually met at the gym so surprisingly
0: you went from your first date to dating her
1: yeah yeah of course because you're right
0: yeah
1: of course i had no other options before so i was like well this girl likes me we're gonna get married now um (laughs) spoiler we didn't get married (laughs) um but so she i i started working at this gym and she was working in like the kids club so i remember like We, we met like, cause she had to work behind, I was working front desk. She had to work behind the front desk. And I was like, Oh, that girl's kind of cute. And then we kind of ended up talking. Um, But then our first date was actually, we went up, she came to my house. I drove to this. It's basically like like this mountain. It's like an overlook place in San Diego. It's called Mount Soledad. I think it's called. Um, And then we kind of just like, honestly, like it was just, you go there and then you have to hike up this little thing and then you can like see this overview. And we just like talked about, I mean, a lot of the conversation was about, you know, what I'd been through and like my whole weight loss stuff. Cause this was like right after I had like lost the weight. And had she lost and, weight uh, or she,
0: was she, no, she was. was
1: She was totally never had been like over, overweight or anything like that. And like that was, that was actually something that for me it took a while to, be able to kind of get over I almost felt like I was damaged goods for a while um because like for me I mean I've talked about this a lot and I show it a lot on my Instagram but I have like loose skin from losing a lot of weight and like for a long time that like I felt like I was disgusting because I have loose skin and now I'm like I I you see you see the post that I put I'll work out with my loose skin I don't you care. have like more if,
0: posts yeah with no clothes on you're yeah. like me five years ago yeah yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> if if and if people want to say anything to, about it, like I don't, I don't mind. If if like people would like, oh, your skin slaps when you do the push-ups. I'm like, I know. Like I can hear it. It's not like you're not saying anything new to me. Like it just is what it is, you know. But for a long time, like that was a really like I almost felt like I didn't deserve a person that didn't have it, um, because I I couldn't give that to them, you know. So, I think we talked about that stuff. I mean, it's been so long, so I don't exactly remember everything that that kind of happened, but I do remember thinking constantly in the back of my head, like, this would have never happened if I didn't lose the weight. <laughs> like, just but, yeah, really but going,
0: like, I agree with you. Like, hey, if I was like all of a sudden really rich and women wanted me, I'd be like, yes, I deserve this. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a little different if they're like clearly just clinging to you for money, but. I mean, yeah, part of life is like, hey, if you look better and you're more successful, you're going to attract a different type of person. There's nothing mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. Um All of this being said, why aren't you coaching CrossFit? I know. I
1: <laughs> So my brother actually just got his L1 and
0: I'm I, pretty I, sure I, Dave Castro would give you a free one.
1: I think I mean, I, I think that I would like it. Like, I think that I would enjoy doing it. And I, I mean, there's, there's people at my gym always say that. Cause like, I'll because, be like, spoiler alert,
0: you're coaching CrossFit. Yeah. <laughs> to way more people that I coach, and I've been yeah. traveling the world doing it. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. So,
1: I mean, I think that it's definitely something that I'm, I'm interested in. I just, honestly, it's just, I just need to do it. You know what I mean? I need to like Cause I do think that I would be pretty good at it. Like there's, there's people like at my gym that I've told you about that. I've like, it's not like I'm coaching, but I've like, I'll like talk them through things like, Oh, do this, try this. And they're like, why aren't you a coach here? (laughs) And I'm just like, I don't know. I just, I, I struggle with, I've always struggled with feeling like, like just dealing with like thoughts of feeling like I'm not smart enough or I'm not good enough. Like the smart enough thing has been an issue my whole life. Like I was in special ed growing up. I didn't do very well in college. And so like, I've always felt like this sense of like, I'm not smart enough to, to be a coach. I'm not smart enough to do this or that. And so like, that's something that I, I still struggle with that I still have to work through a lot of times. Um, and like, that's a, it was hard for me to post my, the workouts that I've been posting on my Instagram. Cause I'm like, I feel like there's people that are so much smarter than me. So like, why, why would it matter if I put this stuff out? You know what I mean? Like I, I struggle with that a lot still. Um, Well, just to let you
0: know, I mean, I'm a level four CrossFit coach. Not that it matters, but I've hit more of your workouts than I've hit of anyone else's while we're on lockdown. Well, that makes me, I, it truly is very cool. Like I've,
1: cause I've seen your posts and stuff. It definitely makes me like, it it gives me, like, it's it's definitely given me confidence. Like, it's made me be like, okay, like, even if you don't feel like you're the best or whatever, like, you still have value, you know? And I think that that's something that I struggle with is, like, if I'm not the best at something, not that I'm, like, a super, like, not, not I always feel like I need to be the best at something. But I, I think with the amount of people that I have watching me, I just get very... I'm very aware and I want to just be, make sure that the things that I'm putting out there are, are, I'm not being
0: reckless with
1: those followers. You know what I mean? Does that make sense?
0: No, I think that's fair. I mean, I think that's a really good place to be. It's certainly yeah. better than the opposite of being arrogant, but yeah, you still haven't really, I get you've answered the question, but you haven't, right? Like <laughs> I get what you're saying, but you have no excuse not to go, because chasing no, this there's knowledge no and chasing this expertise is only gonna happen and you know rumor is and I don't have anything to back this up is there's hopefully by the time we're done with this whole quarantine gonna be some online options. So mm-hmm. certainly at that point, there, there's no excuse, but I'm sure I can connect you with a, a Dave Castro and, and get you, you know, at the first level one that opens back up in, in California. Yeah. I mean I'm I'm definitely interested. I would like to do it. We, at what point in your journey did you go from I'm this guy losing weight with this hashtag or, or handle to, to becoming an influencer? At what point are you actually an influencer?
1: Yeah, man, that's a, that's a good question. I honestly, it's hard to even say, I would say, I would say a big part of like how everything changed was when I, so I made a video that went super viral. It was about my loose skin. It was titled my biggest insecurity And it was me basically for the first time ever, like showing my loose skin on video, like showing what it looked like. And it was just a very real video of me just sharing something that I was nervous about. So that video went super viral. Like it went everywhere. And so I ended up actually going on the Ellen show because of that. And like, I went on her show and like the whole thing on that. And so... But once everything started happening, the, uh, my YouTube channel started just like growing exponentially from that. And then it was actually a really interesting, cause like kind of what we were talking about before at first I was in my head, I was, I'm just a guy that's trying to help a few people out sharing what worked for me. And then I go from not that many eyes on me to millions and i honestly i was freaked out man i was just like i don't i sh-, like i mean we were just talking about i don't i shouldn't have this many people following me and it was honestly again like that should i and i've seen it many times people that get a lot a big following because they've lost a lot of weight but they don't they're not ready for it like i wasn't ready for it and like they don't really know what they're doing yet and so they're still struggling with their weight and so they Gain some weight back, and it's interesting when you have a big following for losing weight, right? That's why people are following you. You've lost weight; they people are following you because they want to be inspired. And then you're all of a sudden struggling with your weight now. People turn on you, so instead of being encouraged by you now, they're it's it it turns from being encouraged by you and liking you to literally I'm mad at you because you've gained weight. Like it it's it flips really fast. I just went on a tangent again, but. No, no, so but I would it's, say it's, it's an interesting thing. It's an interesting thing being like the space that I'm in. Um, if you're not rock solid, like I, I tell them, like if you're not rock solid with the weight that you've lost and like feeling like you are good, don't make a weight loss page. Like, mm-hmm. like I'm not, and I'm not saying that because I'm trying to like get everybody, but it's like, I want you to be successful. And I've seen that this can be a detriment if you're not ready for it, you know? Um, but I would say like after that happened, but it wasn't even right after that, but it was after that happened. And then I kind of got my bearings again and like truly understood, okay, I'm not going to be the person that's telling people, this is what you should do. This is what you should do. Do this. I know everything. I'm going to be the person. And I still am. I'm sure you've kind of seen it, but it's like, I don't like to tell people what to do. I'm just like, this is what has worked for me. And that's how I always kind of come at things because there's, there's, like there's people that love keto, right? Like that's their diet. They love doing it. I personally am not a fan of it. I don't do it, but I don't tell people you can't do keto. If you want to do it fine, but let me share what worked for me instead. And so like that's kind of how I go about things. But I would say once I was able to, to that whole thing happened, got all these followers and I was able to regroup and be like, okay, I'm not going to try. Cause for a little bit, I was like, okay, I'm going to try and be the person that's like I'm the weight loss guy that's going to help everyone and everything I say is right. Once I dropped that and I was like, that's not who I am anyways, I'm just going to be the guy that's sharing his journey. Then I was like, okay, you know, and I don't even, <laughs> I don't even really like the word like influencer because I feel like everyone's that now. Um, but I, the th- but the fact of the matter is like, that's truly what I'm doing, but I try and be a good influence. Um, and I think some people just want to be a influence. So that's kind of where the difference is, I would say. I don't know.
0: What came first, your ability to edit videos or the need to edit videos? Then uh, It was the need to edit videos first. <laughs> I, uh,
1: I actually had a friend of mine help me start my whole channel. He has a YouTube channel as well. And he helped me, like, for the first, like, few videos, he did pretty much everything. and But then he was like, you need to start doing this. So I actually <laughs> – I didn't even have a laptop. So I was using my sister's laptop to edit videos on – the most basic windows movie maker. Like you literally couldn't even, you couldn't even put like music on the video. It was literally all you could do was put a video and a video and a video and a video. Like you couldn't do any, there was no layers, nothing like that. (laughs) So I went from that to getting a laptop and then downloading Adobe Premiere. And I was like, this is the biggest mistake I've ever made in my life. Cause it went from the most basic video editor to what a lot of people use for very big projects. And I was, so lost i was like i've made a mistake i don't know what what i'm gonna do but then i just kind of started watching literally watching youtube videos on how to make youtube videos and like edit and uh, i'm not by any means a great editor like my brother he actually that's what he does for our church that we go to is he does all of the video stuff and like he's really good at it i just am good enough to have a youtube channel
0: <laughs> what's funny like our video guy over at Thunderbro, once in a while be like show me how you do that thing on adobe and then like 30 seconds and I'm like, stop, I don't
1: care. Yeah, yeah, I, gotta, I, can't, I, I can't figure I, that out.
0: Yeah, I'll use iMovie or Splice mm. or something on my phone. All right, well, what, what's the next workout you have coming today? Or have you not thought about it yet?
1: I haven't really thought about it yet. It's going to be an EMOM though, I'm almost positive. Because this yeah, morning be. was the 20-minute AMRAP, so it'll probably be an EMOM. And it'll probably be, so like this morning, I did the, the United Movement uh, workout, which was like, that was a pretty intense one. And so I think this, this EMOM that I do will be like, just a mover, you know, not a super intense one at all. Probably some pull-ups because I
0: didn't do any yet today. (laughs) I'm going to do that United in Movement. You motivated me to do that one because I can use this other one in my head as a backup plan for another day. All right. last, Last question. You don't really put this out there a lot, but, but you were a pretty big drummer at one point. Oh yeah. Well, you know, you, you I saw a post of yours that you were like, I was pretty sedentary, and then here you are on the drums. You know, the drums are a pretty active musical instrument. How did mm-hmm. you even stay fit, fit enough at that weight to play the drums? Oh, dude,
1: I, oh, I just unplugged my headphones. I would literally, like, I would literally, like, <laughs> because I was in a band too. And our band was like a lot of our songs were pretty like
0: fast and intense. Well, there let me be also times say, you're people... in a band at 600 pounds, you're defeating the whole reason guys get into bands. It's to meet girls. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: right? I, know, right? yeah. <laughs> I liked being I liked being the the um I liked being the really big drummer that would like surprise people because people would think oh it's a big dude he's probably moved pretty chill behind the the kit. I would go crazy. Um, but there would be times where. I truly felt like I was going to not, like I was gonna be in the middle of a song and just have to stop because I couldn't, I couldn't go any, I couldn't do it anymore. Like, would you um, get out of breath drumming? Oh dude, it would, it would be bad. Like we would basically, we had to, uh, so there was this one song, there's probably not that many drummers out there, but it had 16th notes on the hi-hat. So it's like, so you're doing that with your right, for like basically the whole song. So after that song, we literally made our set list around me. What was it, after like a that ska song, band or something? No, so it was actually, it was a uh, like a rap hardcore uh, fusion band.
0: Gotcha. And so. So fast um, and
1: like heavy. Fast and heavy with a lot of like breakdowns and then like 16th notes on the hi-hat. And so after that song, we had to play a slow song because I was like, I need to rest. It's like, like it active was really, recovery. It was, no, seriously. It was like a. Two and a half minute song. Like it wasn't, so I, I, I mean, I barely could like hold on. So, but yeah, drumming, it's funny that you bring up drumming though, because that's actually a big part of my story I don't talk much about. But if it wasn't for drumming, because that, that was the first thing I was ever good at. Like no joke. Like I, I played football my whole life growing up. Granted, it was flag because I actually literally weighed too much to play Pop Warner. But like I played flag football growing up. I I skated my whole life and I could never do anything <laughs> cuz I just wasn't good at it. Like, but it was literally like my biggest passion for like 10 years of my life. And um I got into when I got into drumming, it was the first time that I like picked something up fast cuz I picked it up fast. I don't know why I just did. And it it gave me like this confidence of like, you no, know, you actually can like if you set your mind to something, you can actually be pretty good at a thing, you know? And drumming was the first thing that that happened with. And the the connection that it has to weight loss was when I started drumming, I didn't, I didn't, we couldn't afford drum lessons or anything like that. So I just watched YouTube videos, like, you know, how to hold drumsticks, how to do a single stroke roll, how to do a paradiddle, all these like super basic stuff in drumming. And that's how I learned. So then I applied that when I was telling you how I learned about nutrition, I just applied that to the weight loss. So I was like, okay, well, let's type in how to lose weight on YouTube. Let's type in, oh, what's TDE? I don't understand that. Let me type that in. And then videos would come up. And that's how I learned a lot of the stuff that I know. Um, And so that was actually, it's actually a really big part of my journey that I think really helped me just take, like honestly have the courage to just take the step step out and actually try to learn. Because for me, that's a like, we were talking about me not doing the whole, like being a, a coach. Like for me, a lot of times, the biggest, the hardest step is the first one of like, I will actually try to learn this thing because it's scary to me. It's, it just is. And I think it always, it kind of always will be. It's just kind of my personality. Um, And so that was like a, that was a really big kind of part of my journey. And I mean, that was like literally like six years before I started losing weight was when I started playing drums, but it all kind of ties in
0: into it. That's awesome. And I mean, it shows, you never know where that influence is going to come from. Mm -hmm. So you're going to get back on the kit. You're going to get a,
1: yeah, so I actually, I have a, um, a an electronic drum set in my office that I can't go to right now because it's actually inside of CrossFit Darkside. We have an office there. Um, but then I also, I play every once in a while at our church. I'll play for Sunday service, so.
0: Well, I appreciate your time. This is probably the longest interview we've done and I can keep going, but <laughs> I know we both have to hit our workout today. People can check yeah. you out at obese underscore two underscore two beast underscore beast a lot yep. harder to say than a beast yeah. to beast but and then your youtube t- channel also a beast to beast
1: yeah and then if you guys like podcasts you can check out mine and my
0: brother's work for change yeah and just google the one i'm on it's the best one yeah so and there you go <laughs> all right well i look forward to continuing to follow you and your workouts that you're putting out there and i look forward to continuing to follow your journey you are super motivating and i think everyone if they've enjoyed this listen listen should go check you out cuz you're putting some great stuff out there and i look forward to you becoming a level 1 crossfit trainer
1: yeah and then we can we can coach together at some point
0: <laughs> exactly exactly well thanks again for for popping on i appreciate it for sure man thanks for having me thanks again for listening to best hour of their day and thanks again to our special guest we appreciate All you guys do for us with best hour of their day, when it comes to sharing our posts on Instagram, when it comes to subscribing to us on YouTube, when it comes to the constant feedback, we are grateful and we appreciate it. We are trying to build a community based on coaching development and becoming the best version of yourself. And it goes without saying that we couldn't do without all of you. So if you haven't already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Season one of Dropping In is out. We are getting tremendous feedback and we'd love for you to check it out. Leave us a comment on there. Head over to our Instagram. Give us a follow. Like our pictures. Feel free to share anything that resonates with you. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or feedback for us, please don't hesitate. Email us, day at gmail.com. Thanks again. Until the next episode, we hope you've had the best hour of your day.